Welcome to episode 3.5 of the Black Jackson Estate Stop. If you didn't listen to episode 3.0, take it back to our page, soundcloud.com forward slash the Black Jackson Estate to catch up. We're picking up episode 3.5. Here we go. All right, we're going to go into the segment for today. Uh, Kay, we know you've been working on this segment. Let's talk about no. Michael Jackson's most controversial music videos. We, we count on the top five most controversial Michael Jackson music videos. I'm super excited because controversy makes the world go round and round and round. So, um, you picked, was it five? It's only five. We could have went to, you know, we could have did the whole thing. Five though. Five. Five of Michael's videos. Um, we threw them in a playlist that I'm going to share in the notes of this pod. And Are you putting the this, this stuff in the notes? Because I haven't been checking, but I know the last time yeah. you was going to put some stuff in the notes. Did you put it in the notes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm solid. Um, all Check right. SoundCloud notes, baby. It's links in that. But you know what I'm saying? All like, right. Listen, if any of you are uh, critical thinkers like me, you need receipts, but you need valid receipts. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. The show notes are real. Um, so go to the SoundCloud page uh, and check the about for this episode. And boom, you'll get a link to the playlist of the videos here. Uh, is is it five songs, but it was six videos? Was that how no, this no, worked? No, no, it's five songs, five videos, one video. One song had two videos, which everyone knows at that point. That's what I'm saying. One. But we didn't co- we didn't cover the non-controversial video. We're going to cover controversy. So it's five songs, six videos. That's what I'm saying. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Technically. So we've got uh, both versions of They Don't Care About Us, Thriller, Black or White, You Are Not Alone. And scream. And so, uh, kick it off. Yeah, let's start with number five on the list. So, the list is going from least controversial to most controversial. So, everybody understands how we put these songs, these videos in in order. And it's not confusing. So, five is least. That's low end. Number one is the most controversial. So, number five for us is... Thriller. Thriller. Um, I wrestled with that one being number five. Talk about why you made it number five. So I made it number five because I made it number five. And um, really, Thriller was, <clears throat> it was controversial for reasons that were internal. So first, let's start off with just some stats. Thriller, the video for Thriller was released in 1983. It was directed by John Landis. And from the jump, the video starts with a disclaimer. So you are, to me, at that point that we need a disclaimer, we're already starting at controversy. Can right? I read There's it? something. Go ahead for it. Do it. I love this disclaimer. Due to my strong personal convictions, I wish to stress that this film in no way endorses a belief in the occult, Michael Jackson. Yeah. So the fact that we need to start, so first of all, we need to explain to people why that disclaimer was put there. 
and then it makes a whole lot more sense. So speak on that a little bit because it's it's a common story among the, the Michael Jackson fan community, but some people might just need a refresher or whatever, or some people just might not know why that was even put there. So Sure. So I know you got your links. You you got sources. So I'm going to let you go through the sources you pull. I'll tell you what my general understanding was. You can tell me if it's more to it or not, because I didn't. Um, this is what I think. So the video um, at the time, Michael was a devout Jehovah's Witness. Um and I think one of the things that was important about that for him and his family was that he was still very active in his congregation and in his worship um, on top of being this growing superstar, international superstar. And so um, the video comes out and the church hears about it and they're concerned that it's endorsing this belief in zombies resurrecting themselves in this uh, mystical, anti-biblical fuckery, basically. And they <laughs> said, listen, Michael, uh, this shit is demonic. <laughs> you need to tell everybody that that shit is demonic or you can't come to church, like no more kingdom hall. And he did this to appease the elders in, uh, in, in the Jehovah's witness, um, leadership. So. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much the, that's the short and long of it. I mean, so, uh, so there's an article that was written in the New York times. We are talking about the, the, the links. So we, we, we've got a link to an article written in 1984 and I said this, so it was thriller, thriller. Yeah, no, no, no. We said that right. Um, but essentially, there was a conflict between Michael's religion, his religious beliefs, and what he was creating as an artist. Um, and he felt that. I think he felt that conflict deeply. I don't think it was just the Jehovah's Witnesses wagging their finger. I think he also, because he was super in tune to their practices, and he had grown up in that faith, and he had, you know, been molded in that. Um, in that way, he felt it as well. So, uh, according to them, he 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 says he he realized that the music video wasn't a good idea. He would never do something like that again. And they really struggle with the idea of one, the idea of demons and devils, monsters, whatever that sort of thing. Obviously, went against their faith and their belief of what they wanted to promote and show to their followers and people who adhered to their religious practices. And beyond that, um, you know, he transfers into he, he transforms into a werewolf. All that stuff really does go against. They have very strict beliefs, and all of that was problematic to that. I think Michael experienced a lot of internal turmoil because of it, because he really was the sort of person who tried to live by a standard. He wasn't loosey goosey with his the way he lived his life and how he reconciled his faith with his work. And so obviously it bothered him. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had a, a whole disclaimer. Yeah, I um, I find that any discussions about Michael and religion are some of my favorite conversations because his, I think what 
he missed or probably needed was other friends who were in the same place as him. Um, kind of like when you go to college and you find the right on-campus uh, Bible study. You remember this period in your life? This is an American experience, Ooh, right? Oh, yeah. When you Ooh, go yeah. to school, let's say you grow up in church. You grew up going to church, at least. I didn't grow up in the church. I definitely grew up going to church. Um, and there's a big difference. Um, and Michael did both. Like, their family was very much involved in that congregation. And everybody knows Catherine Jackson don't play about Jehovah. So there's that. And Michael was one of the more devout of her children for the longest amount of time other than Reby, I would say probably. Um, yeah, they were going door to door and everything. Right. And so Michael's still going door to door when Thriller's out. Or maybe had just like probably slowed down on that and was finding other ways to be uh, productive. But um, imagine that pressure. And also... In a lot of ways, Michael made it okay for kids who grew up in church to indulge secular things because he transcended it. So if you're one of those kids whose parents really weren't allowing you to indulge in pop culture in a, in a way where, you know, you were getting your hands on things that maybe weren't age appropriate, I think Michael transcended that for a lot of families. Um, and so that disclaimer was a big deal to throw on there Um, because they knew the reach that he had. And, you know, listen, my grandma is uh, the same way them elders were. Like certain stuff you just can't watch with her. It's too demonic. Uh Uh-uh. No. (laughs) Not playing it. Not playing with it. They serious about that. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not, you can't even be, you can't even be mad because, you know, I kind of look at, at it and I go like, you know, Michael was young, and you know, like you said, this is the the rebellion. In some ways, the rebellion of youth to kind of push against some of the things that you've grown up with that you don't necessarily understand or agree with. And I think that's a, an expression of that that rebellion of independent thought, where you're coming out of what everybody else told you to think about religion or whatever, and you're coming into your own understanding of things. Thriller represent to me represents to me that tension between those two worlds of this is what I was raised to believe, this is what I was taught, and but I got my own thoughts over here, and they don't always align. In some ways they do, and in some ways they don't. And Thriller kind of represented that, but let's just keep it funky. The whole Jehovah's Witnesses was never—they were never going to dis, you know, disassociate themselves with him. That would be crazy. Um, so it was more like a—it was more like an asserting of control and saying that he's the biggest star in the world. He's the biggest star in America, and we have him under our thumb. He still responds to our leadership and our belief. And that's powerful. You get a star like Michael Jackson to put that disclaimer on his video. You have power over that person, period. And Michael, of course, is thinking God has power. And that's literally, you know, him trying to make sure he is in that number 
uh, when, when yeah. Christ returns, I'm just like, yo, that's a lot of pressure to put on him. Like, it's a lot of pressure. And, but so, yeah, the, so t- to me, the controversy came, it was an internal controversy between Michael and his work, his work and his religion and the practices he grew up in. And we all know eventually he pulled away from being an, a very ardent practicing you know, Jehovah's Witness. And that was his personal choice. I can't tell you why. None of us know why. I think we can get some glimpses into it, but it would be it would be highly speculative to say why he pulled away. But to me, that was the main controversy. But to pivot off of that, we also had a person in the video who I felt was controversial, and that was Ola Ray. Yeah. Um, and it ties back into his whole religious beliefs. Here, here's a Playboy bunny. This is not some girl next door. She plays that role in the video, but that is not how you come to know Ola Ray. They didn't know Ola Ray because she played the girl next door in some things. That's not, that wasn't her. Your girl. She had her titties your up. Girl. Your girl. <laughs> your girl was in the Playboy. What, what was, what year was this? What, what year was this? And Michael looked at it. June 1980, Playmate. Cin- First of all, if you were the cinephobe, baby. She was you were the cinephobe. She you were the cinephobe. She was the cinephobe in 1980. And I'm looking at the picture right now because this is, this is, yeah, I'm looking at the picture right now and I'm going, well, I know he saw it. He saw it. There's no question. If he saw Latoya's, you know he saw this one. And he yeah, did. I mean, Let's just be real. Michael Jackson chose to have a Playboy Playmate in his video. That in and of itself, uh, yeah, he was a young man. He was the Playboy. He had such a squeaky clean image. That's crazy that he picks that girl. No, it's not because that video was circulating with his little badass when he was like 12 with that Playboy magazine. You remember that oh, video? He, this he, on yeah, when he was looking at it. When he was looking yeah, at it. Yeah, and I think CBS News was in there and Tito said, Michael, that camera's looking at you. <laughs> yeah, he, won't, he didn't know, but He's yeah, I mean the Playboy, so yeah, we knew that. Yeah, like I mean, like, I mean, you're talking about a girl who was not, you know, mommy dearest, the girl next door. She was really that girl in the middle of some porn. <laughs> Playboys, you know, says they're not porn. They According to them, they're not porn, but some very high magazine, a gentleman's magazine. You know, there's no way in the world he hadn't looked at that. He's sitting up next to that girl acting like he don't know that she was the centerfold. Nah, you knew. Everybody saw those titties. He saw her tits is out right in this picture. (laughs) Looking at, I'm telling you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm. It put me in the mood of the '80s, way before we were born, because we're at the end of the '80s, is early '80s. And I'm just looking at it, and I told you, I just, I'm, it's so 80s. You know, it's just so 80s. It's beautiful. But it's so 80s. But that that's the controversy. I think it's a solid number five controversy. It's not high level. It's not going to get in you into too much trouble. It's an internal thing. I think that's fair. We're ready for number four. Ooh, number four. On the Black Jackson Estates top five controversial music videos you know we gotta (laughs) we gotta bring up you are not alone i fucking hate this song it's a great song i don't care it is a great song hey video came out in 1995 was directed by wayne ism 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 how you say his name 
Uh, I think it's Aisham. Aisham? We go with whatever you call it. I'm pretty, um, sh- I'm pretty sure it's Wayne Aisham. Wayne Aisham. I'm going to tell you why I picked this video for, for the list for sure. Michael is naked. Yeah. And Michael don't get naked like that. How old were we when this came out? Oh, we were seven. We were baby. I remember my. Mom, I remember when it premiered because it was like stop and watch the video. And my mom was like, "Why is he naked?" Yeah, mine too. Yeah, he was definitely naked. But uh, so aside from that, we talk about the video, and we know the song was written by R. Kelly. Wait, we're wait, not getting. Yeah. Do you remember trying to see his dick? <laughs> Or his butt. Yeah, I mean, you can't help but not try to do that at seven years old. Oh, God. And it's not, you know, you don't even go to the perverted level. It's just the level of there are private parts. Where are they? Let me tell you, Michael, wherever you are, that was a period where I remember thinking if you look hard enough, you could find it. You know, a seven-year-old, like, oh, yeah. If I just watch this over and over and over, I'm going to see a little bit of butt. I never saw it. And I hated it. job of making sure that didn't happen. Hated it because I really wanted to see Michael's butt. And I never really liked the song. I never really liked the song. But can we talk about how beautiful... Everything in this video was he and Lisa Marie. How beautiful yeah. the video was! Like I'm looking at it right now, and I'm like, man, this dude was gorgeous. She was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and you know, feelings are not about Lisa Marie. Like the direction of this video was absolutely beautiful, and I thought it captured the feeling, the song, the lyrics captured what Michael felt in his life. This Do you level. really think that though? I want to have I, absolutely, yeah. So you know how the conversation about Robert Kelly lately has been. Uh, honestly, this this nigga's lyrics really wasn't all that great. We was just caught into oh. the box. Now consider, consider that the song is a bop. Like, like the song is catchy yeah. as fuck. It's super catchy, babe. It's super catchy. It's babe. a great melody. Now yeah. think about the lyrics. Are those lyrics really that deep? Like, it's not that they're that deep. It's that the, the simplicity of them is beautiful. You are not alone. I am here with you. Though we're far apart, you're always in my heart. I think that, and you know, I just recently went through something. That, you know, to me, that the simplicity of it is what's beautiful. That you don't have to go all over the top. It's just the basics of how you feel. And the basics are are great alone. You don't need to embellish. Um, and I think that that's something that is that resonates with most people. Yeah, I guess. All right, let's give let's give. I'm you know obviously we're a Michael Jackson fan page. We're Michael Jackson fans. It intersects with people that sometimes are are problematic and. To be honest, the reverse is true of Michael. Some people believe that of him. Um, we're not dealing with R. Kelly, but to, to, I'm going to give that dude credit 
because he's written some really great lyrics. And I think this is one of those songs where he's written a really great song. And it was, he, he wrote it according to him with Michael in mind. Oh, he definitely did that. And when you, we're just talking about writers. When you write with someone in mind, which people did for Michael all the time. And Michael would say, nope, 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 nope. Well, that happened to R. Kelly because R. Kelly wrote so many songs before and after. Yeah. And, and look at the per, look at look at the persistence, and that's what just kills me. Like that's like how he got two. That's literally how right. He got Cry two. is a great song, and let's not forget that Andre yeah. Crouch was on the choir was on Cry too. If I'm not crazy, yeah. Yeah, and the both of them have really great lyrics. You know, somebody shakes when the wind blows. Oh yeah, Ooh. like oh my lord, yes I did. I felt it. You it's know, like, I mean Robert, what? Robert what and I'm not I'm not even gassing him I'm saying he has a talent and when it comes to the the songs he's written that Michael has recorded they're not about these sexuality it's not really about that it's really about some basic human emotions and thoughts that we all collectively can get down with and I think that's beautiful all that other stuff I'm not saying it's not important it's not important to our discussion today uh, like I'm watching a video right now Michael's in this uh, this auditorium no yeah. one's there the only person there is that girl is that um which auditorium was that do you happen to know that's a good question it was out in la i'm pretty sure i, I don't know new york was it in new york uh, L, uh, you know mj fam you gotta let us know i think it was in a i really think it was out in california that, that's a beautiful chandelier i'm like like so if we and we look at it it's it's what what the video was saying what made it controversial was this idea that michael was naked this is a guy who says he's super private he put his wife out there at the time he put himself out there and he said here i am in all my glory all my you know natural glory and this is someone who did not do that sort of thing he was not about that sort of stuff so it just took the song and the video to a new level almost to a place where we eclipse the lyrics because we're so talking about what he did. But I think it's a beautiful song. Um, and I think that, uh, I think Boys to Men was on the track. If I'm not, if I'm not, not tripping. Boys to Men, right? They did a lot of history. Man, they, 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 they hit those, those background vocals. Michael and Lisa Marie hitting that shot when they looked at the camera at the end. I know, man. That shit. This, I, I just hate this song. Um, I can't disassociate all of my anger. But why do you hate the song? Because I didn't get to see his but one. No, nah, you're not going to Now see listen, that. I'm telling you, I've hated this video from the moment I first saw it. At how old were we when this shit came out? We were seven. Okay? It was babies. I remember babies. where I was emotionally at seven. That was the year my sister was born. There was a lot of things shifting around me. Listen. This video came out and I couldn't see Michael Jackson's butt even though he was naked. That was fine. You could. Number two, and- Lisa Marie couldn't stand her. You know why? Because she was married. She had him. To Michael. She, had him. she was kissing she up on him. him on oh, the yes, TV she was. And rubbing yeah. all on his naked body and I didn't like it. Okay. Listen, you uh, listen. Yeah, the, the idea of the, Mike, the, the, tell me another man that has gotten Elvis's daughter preg. Uh, I'm sorry, Elvis's daughter 
<laughs> We're trying to start some controversy today. Oh no, my no, 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 no! I'm not. Listen, oh, name me another. My goodness. Name me another man who has gotten Elvis's daughter to get bucket naked. Bucket naked. Do you understand how strong the D gotta be? I'm just gonna leave it there. What's your number three? Number three. And I bet somebody could guess what number three is. It is. This. Black white. Let's give you some basic stats about the black white. I just switched over to Hennessy. Did you hear me hit the bottom of the cup? I heard you. I didn't know what was going on over there, but I knew that you was into some shit. Um, So I want y'all to know I was about to type white or black. It's actually black or white. Um, the video was released in 1991. It was the first single from the album Dangerous. Let's talk about where it premiered MTV, BET, VH1, and Fox simultaneously in over 25 countries. See the 27 or 28. An audience, a worldwide audience of yeah. half a billion people. Yeah. And a budget of $4 million went to number one, not in its first week, but I believe it was the fastest ascension to number one in like 20 plus years. Wait, is it true we were only three? We were three. And I don't know if you remember this. So you're the oldest of your, of your, uh, of your group. I'm the youngest. And so a lot of my introduction to Michael came to my older sister, who's 10 years older than me. And because she would play a lot of stuff on her boom box. Listen, I ain't got time to tell y'all what a boom box is. If you don't know what a boom box is, I need you to go watch, do the right thing and figure it out. So a lot of my introduction to Michael came through my older sister. So I was really young being introduced to remember the time, the dangerous album, because my sister was coming of age, you know, that preteen teen bop. And so Michael was super popular, blah, blah, blah. This album is super young in our existence, but I bet you remember this video because of the contra- so Michael's controversies when we were a kid became more and more frequent as you know as time went on and this is definitely one of them but again the song went to number 1 it was directed by John Landis and choreographed by Michael Jackson and Vincent Patterson who obviously is a phenomenal legendary choreographer who passed away and I don't remember which year, but I know Debbie Allen was super close with him. And so she keeps his legacy alive. So shout out to, to Vincent Patterson and his work with Michael Jackson and many others and his talent, um, you know, before his very soon sort of, uh, sort of death, but black or white is number three, super controversial. What do you think about a black or white video, Ash? I mean, I'm sitting here mind blown that we were three when it came out because I remember mm. that it came on pretty much every channel and I think I was watching it on Fox. Um, I think so too. I think that was me too. I don't remember what TV show was on that night, but I feel like my family was watching it and we watched it on Fox. We either saw it on well, Fox I, or BET for sure. I want to say like people need to understand what happened when a Michael Jackson video would premiere. It was everything like, would cut. Yeah. yeah. It was like, um, 
the only thing I can kind of compare to is when there's a the president does uh, those announcements. And, like the State of the Union or, you know, yeah. And they have to interrupt regular broadcasting. That's, that's, and that's how Michael would set it up, too. He mm-hmm. wouldn't set it up like um, it became a part of that programming for the day. Like it would, of course, but um, it, it was, of course, a part of the schedule. But the way that he would, like, drop it on you, it would be, like, a special announcement or a special event type of a thing uh would pop up i i don't remember if we had scrolling chirons back then on the bottom of the screen but i just remember when michael's shit would come on network network tv it was just like oh yeah yeah it was a moment you had to stop but yeah, um, you, you you can't even understand it now because streaming and technology is so much more advanced but in 1991 you didn't have personal computers if you had a computer in your house you were super fancy and rich yeah so that doesn't that doesn't exist so we're talking about someone who captured the imagination of the world without all the fancy stuff we got today and you have to stop and have a thought about how impactful that is i just said it 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 played in over 20 countries simultaneously that's That's wild that's crazy. And nobody, you know, that is insane. The impact of Michael Jackson cannot be understated, which is why when people even try to come at him and try to dilute his impact, I can't have a conversation with you because you're you're a hater of the highest regard or you're either ignorant. One of the two. But you can't have a conversation about Michael Jackson and not talk about his impact around the world. And what I loved about this video was he used it to talk about things that mattered. He had African tribes represented. He had Native American tribes represented. He had people from India represented. He had um, Russians represented. He talked about all the the ills of society, the KKK, racism, bigotry, um, all these different things. He really used his platform, his gift, his art, to talk about shit, excuse my French, that mattered. And how many artists today can say they're doing the exact same thing in the same way or elevating it to a new level. Not many. Yeah, that video was pretty dope in that way. And super dope. And Macaulay Culkin was kicking it off, which was a huge deal in 1991 because yeah. all the kids love Macaulay Culkin. When did, when, did Home Alone, when did Home Alone come out? Like 1990? I would say 90. Um, we can look that yeah. receipt up, but I'm pretty sure it was like the year like before. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, but also the way that the video um, played um, with the bridge where he uh, is walking through the fire with the uh, the social injustices playing in the background. Um, I remember that being a really big deal. Yeah, I mean, a quick scene. Yeah, this, oh, when he comes to the fire? Yeah, with the ripped shirt. Yeah, man. And, like, my man's came through the... shit in the back. He came through the fire with the KKK in the back. I mean, Michael was not afraid to 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 talk about those issues. And I'm like, I'm, I'm at the video. I don't know if you're... Are you watching it right now? Um, That one? No. 
No, I are you watching? Yeah, I'm. So I'm. It's playing on my phone. I got my computer room. It's playing on my phone, and yeah, I just came through the fire with this. Yeah, he came through the fire like he was ready to fight some KKK members, yeah, and I'm. I'm. I'm that's full, chest and listen, shit, like, that's and full body. That's full yeah. body. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I to me again, and we talk about how much Michael used his platform. He really did. And he wanted to send a message of of healing and of unity in a way that has not been seen since or prior to, which I think is what the void in this world is, is a musician, an artist of that caliber who can do that. You don't see too much of that. And to be honest, Michael was doing this since he was a kid. Because by the time even they had creative control over the music, the Jacksons were talking about uh, unity and people coming together. So uh, there's all of that. Now, let's just keep it funky. The video was very, very feel good. It had all this fanfare. Michael had all this attention on his video. And then we got hit over the head with four minutes of a panther um dance oh my gosh the version in this doesn't have the panther in it in the playlist does it? oh yeah you got it. i don't think it does i'm, I'm let me look no it doesn't it's not you it's gotta not. get ahead of that you gotta go to the panther version that's what makes the video controversial that overshadowed all this good feel good stuff we've been talking about it overshadowed it because michael was off the wall with that you gotta pull that up um Give me a moment. Talk about what you see in that, though. It's gonna be in. A, it's gonna be the eleven-minute version of the video. Um, so the problem with the Panther version is that let's just you know, if you want to be real about it, it was unnecessary, uh, and it took away from the whole point of his video. Michael refused Weird Al a chance to do a parody on this because he said it was too important. But in the same breath, he turned around and did a portion of the video that would distract from the overall message. And that was the Panther scene. And while we try to get inside of Michael's brain to understand why he did what he did, that scene was for 1991, certainly uh, over the top. Talk about what's in the scene. So, you know, essentially it's Michael dancing. He's doing some really fancy footwork. He's letting it out. I mean, the dancing is phenomenal. I mean, you know, I can't say anything negative about that, but it's the, the, the things that are inserted into the dance that become problematic. He's grabbing himself in suggestive ways that we all recognize from his dancing. Um, he zips up his, his pants at one point. It's like a close up on that, sh- on that. And that's a whole nother thing. Um, it's like, he's grinding a couple of times. He's definitely touching himself in suggestive ways that cannot be interpreted any way, but one. Um, and all of that culminates into this Panther dance where he's trying to, according to himself, let out the animalistic, you know, he's trying to, you know, almost like a demon exercising these these demons of bigotry and hatred and racism. But none of that comes across on the screen. So it becomes something where people are pushing back against. And I'm not going to front. I, I actually agree with that. I don't think it's... 
I can't see a 10-year-old a, a watching this and understanding all that he claims it was meant to be. When it aired, did the 11-minute version air? Oh, yeah, because that was the backlash. That The next day, they weren't even talking about the good stuff. It was the controversy. Damn, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. I don't know if I considered the Black Panther part, because I haven't seen it, the 11-minute version. I haven't watched it in full in so long. Um I don't know if I kind of put it into a box of like a different video or what. Uh, you know what? I'm watching it right now, me too, and I'm me too. and I'm like, Mike, I feel you, but this is too far. You just wanted to I mean, dance. Well, <laughs> you just wanted to dance. That's all this is. Now, is that we're going with? listen, I'm Michael's advocate on this one. I understand. Like, I understand. It's now, definitely random. I, my man zipped up his pants. His pants was unzipped. I don't know why he did that. And I don't know why okay. this crowbar... He's grabbing him. There, I'm watching him right now. He's grabbing himself. Why was there a crowbar gently laying on the trunk of yeah. a car so he could break okay. out the window? You see, you see the part where he grabs his... He's like grinding on his on his private parts. It's kind of sexy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, but you okay? Here he goes dipping. Why did pants they up. zoom up on it like that? Because he wanted it that way. Don't act like this was not by design. This was by design. Somebody had to zoom in on Michael's crotch. I wish that would have been he my told job. Him to. he you know what's funny about that gimmick? It's my but... job to groom in on the on the crotch. <laughs> you know what's <laughs> about this in hindsight, like taking this in this way. Remember when his pants actually were unzipped that night he went on out the with show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, his, on the his way pants to have the been 30th, the 30th no, no, anniversary. No. Oh, he didn't even know. Remember yeah. the time that remember his pants were unzipped on stage for doing you just another part of me? Oh yeah, and then he turned around and zipped them. That was yeah. that's one of my favorites. That but, was super cute. It was like, nah, leave that open, bruh. Let's see what's going on down. No, he put it into the act. It was cute. But that night with Elizabeth, one, I think he was he was off he the was zoinkies high. that night. He was off the <laughs> zoinkies. <laughs> Which I yeah, it was uh, a lot going on with that. God, yeah, oh, what women? Can we talk about it real quick? John Landis talking about he didn't want to do the video because he said Michael owed him money. Why did Michael owe John Landis money? <laughs> and did Michael Jackson owe John, Le- John, John Landis? John Landis said that Michael Jackson owed him money and he only would agree to do the video on a... He had to be paid weekly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <gasps> I forgot this episode ended in Bart as a Michael Jackson fan. Yeah. So that's a whole nother level of controversy since the Simpsons have decided to be dicks about uh, <gasps> Ellen. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to go screenshot Bart in that Michael Jackson t-shirt and make it like my back. Yeah, you really should. You really should because I, I mean, but this is what happens when you let the locals take advantage, take, have some sort of control over anything you do. Yeah. And this is what you get. This is what you get. <laughs> 
Well, but, hey guys, um, I got a new picture coming for you. It'll be in the show notes. It'll be a screenshot of Bart and a Michael Jackson. But, but, you know, John said that he couldn't do the video unless they paid him weekly because Michael so owed him money. And All he right. said that he said that they were, <laughs> he said that Michael was late to, to do the video a couple of days or one day because he and Mac were out at Toys R Us shopping and it had spent like $60,000 on toys. So what, John? Well, everyone was waiting for them to show up to do the, the to do this. No, 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 no. Let me finish. $180,000 was wasted that day. Okay. That's a lot of money. All right. So that'll change my life personally. So um, the idea that he felt it was whatever, why he went and bought Legos is a whole nother thing. It's rock so, star shit. That's some real rock star shit. Anyway, so that was number three on our list. It number was number two. three for a very good reason. Number two is, I don't even know. Number two is, know is released in 1995, directed by Mark Romanek, and it features Michael Jackson and his baby sister, Janet. Janet. That's Scream. All right. Scream. It's Sorry. a great video. It's I a scream. great video. Listen, what made it controversial? Michael was mad at this point. So was Janet. Everybody was mad. Yeah, I love it. Um, My favorite thing about this video is the dance scene. Um. I remember watching it over and over and over again. I wanted to see Janet's titties. So, like, this is the thing. Like, Michael's walking around naked. I want to see butt. We didn't get no butt. Janet lifted up the shirt. You can see a little bit of titty. You can see a lot, too. (laughs) But I remember one of the times I watched that video was with my dad and my godfather. And she, she, they fell down to the floor, did the hop up, did the shirt thing. And my daddy was like, was that titties? And my godfather was like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And that was the day I knew I was going to be spending all my money on Janet Jackson probably for the rest of my life. But that was like one of the cute little controversial things. Um, Michael cursed for the first time, I think, on a pop on one of the songs. Oh, like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, did. Yeah, that was the first curse, curse. Yeah. I mean, me on a you. single, like he's cursed in other songs, I think, kind of like yeah. passively, but he gave us a hard fuck on Scream. He gave you all the feels on Scream. What's crazy to me, and I'm watching the video right now, is that the video costs so much money. And if we adjust it for inflation today, so it was $7 million when it was filmed. It's over, it's almost, it's approaching $12 million in today's dollars. Wow. And that's crazy, man. That would change all our lives. We could so split it up. We could share it. We could split it up. <laughs> if we don't, I'm not even greedy. Just give me $1 million and we could we could make it go. It's you a know? hell of a video. It's a hell of a video. And who cares? Like, And the director talked about how he was like, you know, if Michael Jackson had a spaceship, what? How was that even flow freely out of your mouth if X had a spaceship? This ain't Star Trek. So the theme 
Michael and Janet are in outer space on a spaceship. Uh-huh. The only people on the spaceship. Only. And they're letting out all their frustrations. I think this was Michael's big fuck you to the media. It was the big one. Yeah. And I mean, you know what? I appreciate Janet because this was right after he went through a lot of stuff with being accused of something he did not do. And this was his... I really wish he had kept this energy. Yeah, it was good energy. Oh, man. This fuck you energy is great. And it helps, you know, protect... It was big dick energy. Yeah, it was This whole video is... Uh, big dick energy between Michael and Jenna. Yeah. BDE. Yeah, it's on it's on Max. Um, yeah. because not only was the video expensive, it looks expensive. It doesn't. It looks expensive right now. I'm watching it and going, man, don't touch nothing. Yeah, don't touch nothing. And they knew that. And part of the theme is them destroying this very luxe looking spaceship mm-hmm. for fun. like it's nothing. Yeah, like it's nothing. Because that's, we can do that. Yeah. It's Michael yeah. and Janet. Like, this, first of all, y'all been wanting us to do a hit. So here it go. Uh, mm-hmm. This is what it's about. We don't give a fuck about what y'all talking about. We live on our own planet. As a matter of fact, here we are in a nice spaceship, not fucking with y'all. Being wealthy. Being phenomenal. Yeah. Practicing, you know. We link up to mm-hmm. dance. We link up to watch a little TV, play a little video games, you know? Remember they talked about how uh, competitive Michael was. He was, you know, competing with his little sister on these vocals and everything for the song. I love this story. And um, it's, 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 it's <laughs> Can we talk about it? Because this... That go story, ahead. Go that ahead. story is T. That story is T. So. Yeah, go ahead. So Scream came to exist between Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who, as we know, have built the bulk of Janet's discography, among other producers. Um, And uh, so Janet had home base advantage in the creation of this song. So she put her vocals on it. Michael came in, heard her vocals, put his vocals on it. And I think Janet tightened her vocals up, send the final over there. Michael hears the final, says, I'm going to redo all my vocals. So the final that Janet thought she had was not the final because Michael has to, you know, do his thug fizzle. So he did that. Um, And then the T was turning down Janet's vocals (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) Not enough to where you can't hear her. But he turned them down. So he has a more great. It's his. A, it's his album. Okay, so start with that. Yeah. B, he has a much more aggressive, edgier sound than she does. And so that's fine. She's got that, you know, she got the whisper voice. And even when you amplify the whisper voice, it's still a whisper voice. Don't do Michael that. had the ability to go with, like, what? I'm just being, <laughs> this is what's wrong with you Janet Jackson fans. Y'all don't know how to take a construct. Not even it's not even a criticism. It's just I reality. know my queen is a whisper queen. All right. Well, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is that Michael had the ability to, if he wanted to go there, he could. Oh my god, 
He could go there, but he could also go to this real nasty zone. And she didn't get in the nasty zone quite as nasty. And that's all. I don't really... And, and I do think he was competitive. We know he was competitive with all his siblings. And we know that, you know, Jermaine especially took that hard. But, I mean, I'm just saying, she it, he, he, he did turn her down. But, you know... I think it was still an acknowledgement through and through, you know, of his, of their love and their, you know, sibling connection or whatever. I don't know. It was a dope ass video. It's a great video. What's number one? Whenever, whenever you can put on all black and leather, it's going to be great. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be pretty good. Um, So if that's number two, then what's number one? Number one, no one is surprised to know is they don't really care about us. Released in 1996, directed by the one and only 40 Acres and Mule Baby, Spike Lee. Also came with a disclaimer, just like number five. Go on and read them that disclaimer. This film is not degrading to any one race, but politicizes the injustices to all mankind. May God grant us peace throughout the world. That's beautiful. Is now, it? we're really, it is because we're really talking about the prison version. And I don't know if you know the answer to this. And I talk, I put it down in, in, in some of the notes. So the, the film starts with um, some girls, all girls outside of all a prison. All I want to say is that they don't really care. All I want to say is that they don't, right. And I don't know what prison it was, but to me, it was super symbolic to have nothing but girls standing outside of a male prison. Because it was really juxtaposing the reality of black women fighting for black well, men. You just made that super deep. Um, I always thought about it like this. So, you know, the song starts out with some girls saying that, which was always my favorite part because it sounded like all oh, your homegirls. Talking about, don't worry about what people say. We know the truth, right? So, yeah. I mean, you can't cut that out of the video. Yeah. So you think, yeah, it's, you think he was trying to be symbolic with it being all black women? I, I think definitely think doing who was in the sound clip. I think if we take who directed the video, like yeah. we got it. Yeah, we we know that the symbolism was there, even if Michael didn't immediately. It, I don't imagine that was Michael's idea. If it was, I'm wrong, but I don't imagine it was Michael's idea. I think it was Spike Lee's idea because Spike Lee was much more in tune because he had a much more intimate connection with these issues, especially in the black community, because he grew up in it in a way Michael did. Michael was very young, whisked away. Right. And 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 praise God, because who wants to who wants to grow up in or have their kids grow up in those environments that breed violence, death or poverty and perpetuations of cycles that are not helpful, you know, to building real uh, community and real progress. So good for them. But Michael didn't know that world. Right, shout out to Gary. But Michael didn't know that world the way Spike Lee did, so I do not, I don't think any, I've never seen a Spike Lee film that was by accident. Not one frame was by accident. 
And so I think that there are multiple messages within it to a seven-year-old or for us to a a nine-year-old, you know, eight-year-old looking at this video, we see kids who look like us. And and that is a tradition in the black community in America, kids who are eight, nine years old, marching, chanting for justice. That is not new. That's a lot. that okay, is not, not new. It's not new. It's not new. I thought you were going to say that that's a thing. That, I was like, what? No, we don't. No, nah, you know, it's not new. Right? You can go all the way back to Martin Luther King. You can go back all the way to, you know, um, Adam Clayton Powell and find kids that were marching with their parents. Oh, yeah. For equality and for justice in the black community, little babies, eight, nine, ten years old. Spike Lee continued that tradition, I think, in this video. And that's always a threat. Right when you start to say, "Hey, Spike," they hate Spike anyway. I think the bigger target. I think Michael not was a anymore, super target. Not after Black Klansman, he got an Oscar now. He got his Oscar now, and I really wonder how he's going to pivot because, to me, Spike's best work. I haven't seen Black Klansman, so I can't even talk about it. That's but you like it? Oh yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I really I saw a lot of criticism of it, but I haven't seen it, so I can't say anything. Really you know how I feel. You know how I feel about Bamboozled. That's my favorite Spike Lee movie. Um, yeah, it's and to watch that movie. it, you know, because it's real. But I think about Michael. What Michael was doing in the '90s, in the late '90s. That is the. If you think your favorite artist today is woke, you got to go back to Michael. And if you think Michael is woke, you got to go back to James Brown. If you think James Brown is woke, you got to go back to Lee Armstrong. James Brown is considered woke. Oh, he said, "Say it loud." I'm black and I'm proud. That's woke. Because listen, woke. That's woke. woke. In 1967. There wasn't no 1967 woke. Uh uh uh. Because if he if he was truly woke, he wouldn't have been beating the brakes off his wife. Whoa! Wait a second. Wait a minute. I just don't nah. think you can apply the term woke to 1970s James Brown. I think you can ap- apply uh, the term groundbreaking and um, pivotal for black. You don't think he was culturally woke. I'm not talking about what he did to women. I'm not talking about as a misogynist, as a man living in those times. I'm talking about as a black man in those times. Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. It's not woke. I don't think the term woke can apply to that. Anything. So what would you call that? Um, I would call that, I mean, it's another word for woke. Hip. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be woke, though, because woke. Why he can't be woke? I think it's, it's first of all, I, I hear what you're saying. saying. I hear what you're you saying. You know what I'm saying? Okay, all right. Historian. So why you don't want to give it to him? Why you don't want to give it to him real quick? I don't like using the term woke for anything that was pre-woke, because in my mind. What's pre-woke? Woke, woke, what? woke, is, very, woke is very similar to. Um, you know how you before Christ is BC. Oh my God! Yeah, woke is it? I think honestly, I think woke is a certain era, and we can't even. Okay, so what would you call that? What would you call the equivalent of woke in a prior era? That was but civil rights. That was black power. Okay, so he's black power in a time when black power was. He's the precursor to the Panther Party for he's sure. He's the precursor to woke. 
He's the definitely the precursor to what if in the way you're defining it, he's the precursor to work. He's definitely the precursor to woke. Yeah. And you gotta get because literally he said that and the FBI came looking and they found him for tax, all this other crazy crap. Oh yeah, they got his ass. They tried to take him because how dare a black man say to all these black kids, it is okay to be black and proud. Like, how dare he? And I'm not Let's even be getting clear, into he owed he owed them taxes though. Did he though? It's yeah. not even about did he owe them. It's how many other people owed them that they refused to go that after. Part, that part, that part, that part, that part. That's the part. Okay, so the jail version was a slapper. I mean, a slapper. I like it. I really love. Oh, I mean, it. I mean. So, I mean, uh, to me, some of the imagery in that is important to talk about. We talk about Rodney King. He takes the footage of Rodney King beaten. He takes the footage of the aftermath of Rodney King being beaten. Oh. We were talking about state violence per- perpetrated against citizens. Um, you know, the ability of the state to take a whole bunch of people. Uh, particularly black and brown people, people of color, put them in a jail cell and just kind of keep you there. He talks on all these things, but what sets it off is his, his conversations about his use of certain derogatory terms that are directed towards Jews. Yeah. I I hate that he had to go down like that uh, because I understand why he used it, but I also understand why. He probably shouldn't have. Explain it to me. Um, I just feel like some shit. I'm a Democrat. I'm just a fucking Democrat. I just feel like some shit just let people have their own racial epithets. If I decide I want to say nigga on this podcast, that's okay. White people can listen to me say nigga on this podcast. Just know you can't say it if you're not a nigga. And that's how that works. I think that's how the Jewish community responded to it. Michael used it for artistic reasoning and um, as a form of prose. And I feel that and I hear that. Um, But I also think at his level of fame, that could be misconstrued by people who are ignorant. And I understand why he got the blowback that he did. I know you have completely opposite feelings about that. Yeah, and I'm not going to go deep down into that rabbit hole because I don't want nobody to think that, you know, we're definitely not in sync on this thought. I think his use of those words was fine because they were, if you take them out of context, you could take anything I say or you say out of context and make it a whole different thing. True. But once you... Once you put it in the context of the conversation, you get a better understanding of what I'm trying to say, why I'm trying to saying it, why why I'm trying to say it, and where I'm headed with it. And I think when you take Michael's use of those words out, it becomes nasty. But when you put it back into the story and into the song, it becomes absolutely understandable. And again, my man gave an, a, a disclaimer that seemed to be absolutely ignored by the critics, which he said, this film... It's not degrading to any one race in well, all caps. I think he had to go in and add that, though. I don't think it was. I there. think no. I think that, I think that was at the start. Was that at the start? I don't think so. I think I think even he, if he added it, he ended it, up having he, to go back he, he and clari- even if he added it, he clarified himself at that point and said, "Hey, listen." But that was I'm already not- after he hit the dog and they hollered. Well, no, 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 no. Because you remember there was a Sony leak. I sent you some stuff. Oh, yeah. So we're talking about prior to the video coming out, there being a coordinated effort to discredit 
him and to make him sound like a bigot. And he was not. So when we take all of that together, we get a hit on this video for reasons that are beyond simply, oh, well, maybe he shouldn't have done it. Black or white, we could go back and forth over. And I'm going to just be quiet because I think that all that zipping of the pants and grabbing of yourself and grinding was too much to attach to a video about tolerance. I, I, I don't also, know why he did that. a video with Macaulay Culkin in it. Right. I mean, like, I just don't understand why he did all he did. But this video is not one that goes in that I think he was very explicit and I think he was very upfront about what the message he was trying to send so there was a whole nother set of folks who wanted to thwart that message for whatever reasons and we got a piece of that when we look at who was writing articles defaming it and criticizing it before it even came out Mm. and what was going on so that's a whole nother podcast episode but that video is not simply left on its own there is a very documented coordinated effort to make people believe exactly what some believed which was that michael was not being sensitive to the jewish community right and i don't think that that was true it was not true at all so i'm not for that And I think that the message that prison version gave was way too powerful and it needed to be discredited. And that's what they set out to do. I can also see a world where that happened. And I believe that that happened. Um, I also think Michael could have avoided it by just not saying it. Michael could have avoided a lot of things. He did. He he just didn't do it. (laughs) And that is indeed a fact. But um, so we just talked about the prison version. I like the Brazilian version. That's my favorite. Um, one of my friends, her boss goes to Brazil pretty regularly for work. And he, he told me uh, about one of his trips and how the people of that community still hold Michael so dearly. And he's like, listen, you're a Michael Jackson fan. You got to go to Brazil. They love him there. And it's because of this video and the love he showed them in this video. Man, the video starts with Jesus. Yeah. You know, and that statue, what's the statue down in Brazil? It starts with that. I mean, didn't they say they had to get the the permission of the drug lords to even shoot in the neighborhood? I've heard that story. And Mike was like, Spike and Mike were like, you know, can we come? And Drake was like, it's Michael Jackson. Well, yeah, you can come. I mean, that's just crazy. The idea that that is a reality. And we're talking about, you know, South America. Right. And, you know, I know I'm, a, a lot of times I'm a United States American citizens think we are the only Americas. We're not. It is. It gets real rough as you continue south of the border. And there was no place Michael Jackson could go where he wasn't recognized and loved. And I think that's something that as fans, we can say that that is true of our guy. That is not true of probably anyone. And to think about to say that's not true of anyone else in 2019 is crazy because of the internet. But I really think that that's true. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that, I don't know that there's anyone alive that you can say you can go anywhere in the world and people would know who you are. Oprah too. Who? Oh, sorry. Yeah, we done. Well, uh, that was the top five. That's it. 
Black Jackson Estates, we got five top controversial music videos. Number one on the list is they don't really care about us, the prison version. Number two, Scream. Number three, Black or White. Number four, You Are Not Alone, everybody's favorite. Number five, Thriller with Ola Ray with the Cinephone. If y'all think we got it right, let us know. If you don't think we got it right, let us know what video we missed or why the order should have been reversed or skipped or whatever. We want to hear what you got to think. Absolutely. And we want to encourage you to slide into the DMs. Uh, follow us on the Twitter where our handle is Black Jack Estate. And hop in our DM. Send us a voice note. Y'all know we can do that now. Um, send us a DM. Uh, tell us how you feel about it. We'll play it back on the show. What do we got in closing? Anything else we got for the good people today? Y'all been patiently waiting, and now look, you get this long ass episode. Congratulations. Um, nah, I don't got nothing because it's almost 12 o'clock, which means it's way past my bedtime. Oh, big facts. Um, mom's going straight to bed, and mom is me. So, thank y'all for joining us for episode three of the Black Jackson State. Have a good one. We'll see you on the next episode. And next time. Later.